all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. I think we did. I think I think Nancy is fantastic. So for everybody who is listening now, we did a whole intro without you. We did 13 minutes, actually, of an intro mm-hmm. that you all missed, but that's okay. Greetings and salutations to all of our Skywatchers out there everywhere. I'm going to do it just like I did it before. I am Angel Espino, and I have had a sex change. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Lou can hear us. Hey, Lou. I See am- that? Yes, Nancy, we we had minor minor technical difficulties, but we are here, and it is going to be a great, great show, even though we're just a little bit behind. We're just a little bit behind. It's fine. I am just a little bit. I am DCS, a.k.a. Woo Woo, a.k.a. Crystal, and I am one-fourth of the Skywatchers team tonight. I am joined by the awesome Alan, a.k.a. The Other Guy. That's me over here, and I get to be on the road driving as usual on a Wednesday night. Watching the stars and doing the show. At some point, the other guy is also going to try to sell us something. The awesome person on harmonica that you heard and our news correspondent is the amazing Chris Brown. Yay, here I am. <laughs> That's right. The beautiful <laughs> harmonica player. It was so beautiful. It was oh, so it was. So beautiful. Also helping us out tonight. I thought he was killing an accordion, but, you know, I could be wrong. No, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Also joining us tonight, who has been very instrumental this week of making sure that Skywatchers Radio was live, is the amazing Danny. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up, Danny? Okay. And our producer this evening, because I'm having computer problems and it's just very horrible, is the amazing Nancy. And I solved a couple computer problems. And this is so, this is such a prideful moment. This is my first producing job ever. And I can pull out that meme. You know that meme where the guy says, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I have that (laughs) meme. Look at me. I'm the producer now. (laughs) The only problem we have is that she can't play any music and we can't take any breaks. But we don't need breaks. Like I said, the other guy's going to do an infomercial at some point. Um, We've got Chris who can play Monica for us. It'll be fine. You guys guys will love it. You're going to get a full Skywatchers experience, okay? I know that we are missing the amazing Angel. We are babysitting Skywatchers for him. He had some personal uh, reasons that he needs to take some time off for the show. Um, Everybody, 
pretty sure everybody's aware that he's, you know, dealing with some stuff with his mother. So we hope that that will go well, smoothly. Best wishes to yes, him, everybody. Yes. Big Give him the best hugs. wishes and prayers. Whatever you guys are down with, please do send good juju to Angel. Mm-hmm. We are babysitting for him until he can return because he's just taking a break to deal with life. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Did you, know. you just send, tell us to send him good juice? A good juju. <laughs> good juju. I mean, if sending him good juice will help <laughs> his situation, I say let's do it. Let's That's put right. juice in the mail and send them. Sounds like a kosher idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Let's just do it. Okay. we got a great guest tonight, everybody. At 1030, we are going to have the amazing Wendy Garrett. Wendy has her own show over on Conscious. Uh, it's called Conscious Living on Empower Radio. She is a communicator, intuitive, artist, and mystic. Her world was transformed in 97 when she awakened to an entirely new awareness of reality through a metaphysical shift. As the woo-woo on this show, I am super stoked to talk to Wendy. Are you guys excited to talk to Wendy? I am. Everybody loves Wendy, you know? Uh, like, oh, absolutely. Can't yeah. wait to talk to Wendy. I'm down. I, I yeah. Yeah, I think I've actually uh, listened uh, to the show once. I'm interested in hearing about what metaphysically shifted her. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be an interesting uh, I'm excited. perspective. Yep. Yeah, you uh, excited? I am, but I'm going to be also, I'll be the resident skeptic. I'll be the resident skeptic. No, no, no. I'm more the resident skeptic than you are. Okay. Okay. So you guys can be the resident skeptic tonight? If if I got to call Bat Squatch, I'm going to call Bat Squatch. Oh, my God. We have two resident skeptics tonight. Okay. So we have two resident skeptics tonight for, you know what? I think Wendy can handle it. I think, uh, I think she's going to be down with it. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. this will be fun. So we've got some time to kill. So for the next 10 minutes or so, Chris Brown, you are our news guy. And I know that you've I got have. it popping. So what's up well, in the Well, I do. You know, I have, I have my um, you know, traditional stories of my weekly UFO events that have taken place. It's all around. And actually, what I do is I have a couple of them here in Oregon. My body is ready. Yep, yep, in Oregon here that uh, has happened. And let me get down here to the links here so I can read because you definitely going to want to hear this one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you going to link us in, in Skype too? So I got in the link right here, audience? and it's just, just as we're there, I'm there. And um, Let's do it. I'm so excited. Is it like good stuff? Do we actually have pictures? We got, well, we got, like we got, we got a video. We, we got, got a video. video. Yeah, yep, yep. we got a video, and this is in Legrand, which is, uh, well, it's not by me uh, anymore. But actually, uh, my my stepmom's from Legrand, and born and raised, and her whole family. And uh, it's a nice, nice area. It's in like a little valley, mm-hmm. kind of east, eastern Oregon. But it says an Oregon witness in uh, Legrand reported watching and videotaping a glowing disc-shaped UFO, according. To the testimony case, uh, it's just a mutual UFO reporting database, and it since the video there, it's, it's got some some pictures. It says uh, the witness and his wife was outside the balcony having a barbecue when the object was first seen about 10:05 p.m. Boy, late barbecue. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's a you know August hmm, 15th, 2013. Gosh, you know that's right by my thing. Wait, it, it just got in the news now. It just and... it did. No. 
Yeah. Yep. It's okay. an interesting picture. I can't, well, I can't see the video at the moment. Cause oh, it's not wanting problem. to load. Well, it says I knew immediately that it, it wasn't something normal, the witness stated, since I was taking the video when either it blasted off so fast we could not see it literally. It just disappeared. So the case, uh, you know, and I uh, says the case was originally reported uh, January 3rd. 2014 and investigated by uh, the Oregon uh, Assistant State Director, uh, who actually is one that did my case. But uh, it says, and it's clo uh, closed as an unknown case. It mm. says, according to the checkoff uh, in the data witness report, it says the uh, the object uh, they saw maneuvered around a bit in the sky, and then was a reddish whitish craft like object and then flashed randomly as it seemed to be glowing. Says, uh, says Rural stated in his report, says they believe the object was a dish shaped and had windows and a dome. Mm, there we go, the dome, Nancy. That's anyway, right. uh, uh, this uh, was not reflecting in the video. This is almost never the case, it says, but the video does not uh, most definitely reveal a, a strangely and a fast-changing image to so you can go there. It's, it's an interesting video. I'm, I actually was able to see the video, and you know, yeah. it the way that it's flying around. It's very <clears throat> excuse me. It's very hard to see. Number one, but the way it's yeah, flying it around, it almost it almost looks like somebody's got a toy drone or helicopter or something. It is literally just flying it around. Yeah, that's almost because well, it's I pull so the next files and say I want to believe, but you got to prove it. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, things. That's what I'm feeling like on this one. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm feeling. Like. Danny, Nancy, what do you guys think? Well, I've oh, well, well, hold well, on, hold on. It was in 2013. So with that in mind, there weren't that many drones on the market at that point. OK, sure. That's a good. Could thing it be like there. one of those little toy helicopters or something? Toy helicopters were popular around then. Now, where yeah. did they say this happened? And this happened where? in January uh, in, in uh, August 15th in 2013th in the Grand Oregon. Says, in so Oregon. Mm -hmm. Well, there's not that many people. Is that a big town or a small no, town? No, it's a smaller town. It's probably about the size of the town that I'm in, maybe a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, yeah. it, it just, just looks weird. I mean, it's, it's just, you, if it was flying a little bit differently, maybe, it, but it look. I don't, you know, it's just so erratic, it's movement. It just, it almost, I mean, it's definitely weird looking. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I almost yeah. want one. Nancy, Danny, what sure. do you guys think? Well, I was, I wanted to really quickly just completely change the subject for a second because <laughs> I had a tidbit and we're running out of time. And oh. I wanted to lay the tidbit in. I, I did bring something. Okay. To, for All the, right. my news thing. And it, and it's, it's not in UFO news, uh -oh. but it is in just weird news. The kind of thing that makes you just kind of wonder, um, when I was growing up, the Kodak company, K-O-D-A-K, they're the people who created the Polaroid camera and, of course, all kinds of other cameras before the Polaroid. But you guys have ever heard of the company Kodak? Yeah, yes. sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Well, they were always known as a really great company to work with. It's one of the ones that their reputation up until the end was just superb. If you were a business and had to deal with Kodak in any way, they were great to work with. And here is a weird little thing. In 1946, 
Kodak customers complained, and because they're such a great company, they listened, um, about film developing cloudy. 1946. So Kodak investigated and found the corn husks used for packing were radioactive. They discovered something that was not public knowledge. The packaging was exposed to fallout from the world's first nuclear bomb explosion. Wow. And I, I bring that up because if you're in the UFO field, sometimes you don't have much evidence to work with. Mm-hmm. But just like on X-Files, the truth kind of, it, 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 trans, it changes. It's hard to eradicate it. And mm-hmm. this is a classic example of a company that happened to be good with customers who got, who got a complaint that absolutely pointed to the government saying, you're not protecting us, you know? Right. Uh, that's not what they said. They just found oh. out the cause. Doesn't mean the government did anything about it. Doesn't mm. mean that Kodak actually went to the government. They probably figured it out themselves. No, what I mean is the government did not, before this nuclear bomb explosion, explain to everybody that could possibly be affected, guess what, we're going to do this. Do we have your permission, people? That's what it, what it shows. That's, that's not surprising. No, that, not, That's not, really not, not surprising. That's... Yeah, I'm not surprised. They don't ever ask for permission. It's always just, we just did this, and then when stuff happens at the end of it. I know, but back in the day, um, you know, you guys take all that for granted, that you can't trust the government. I guess the thing about it is people my age have, um, you know, have, have in fact lost trust, used to have it. Right. You know, oh, you okay. guys, I don't think so it's a, So it's it. a big deal for you. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I know the rest of us are just like, whatever. And he's like, no, this is a big deal. Yeah. Well, well like, like there, there's an excellent show <laughs> on WGN America uh, about, it's called Manhattan, and it's about what life was like uh, living in the desert uh, for during the Manhattan Project when they were, you know, doing all these tests and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, that was back when World War II was going on. and. Mm-hmm. They didn't go out of their way then to notify people about it. And they were well aware that there True. were a possibility of, uh, you know, radiation being carried in the wind. So Well, they weren't. They weren't, on the other hand. It wasn't until later. I mean, they had soldiers just sort of standing there smoking cigarettes, wearing sunglasses, watching the thing. Well, you know? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. I got I got that. But it I mean, they they knew that there was danger involved. They may, they may have not told the soldiers, but they also they they had people on the base that were that were well aware that the stuff was going to get carried downwind. No, but and, I don't think I really don't think they meant to put the soldiers at harm. They literally thought <coughs> if you were behind a bunker, you know, like um, they built bunkers so that you could view this thing. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry, I've got a cold, but um, you know, I really do think it, that. They didn't think it was like smoking. It was, you know, not that bad. Up until the first bomb, they didn't know what kind of effects it would have long term right. or right. even wow. short term. Well, wow. yeah. yeah, this this is, you know, this is this is a, a tel, you know, a, a TV show. Um, they, they, it's it appears to me that they're sticking pretty close to the to the facts or and really close to the facts. And what channel did you say it was so on? WGN America it just ended its second season. It's a really terrific show, but uh, they did have some people that tried to warn the higher ups that weren't concerned, not just about the soldiers, but also people in the area, like you know, people that like that were living in 
you know, the radius that this could have, uh, you know, affected people radiation wise. That's but, so our government. Make a big bomb and not understand the effects of the bomb that you've made. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the yeah. first, yeah. And it, but to me, the, the fascination is the whole, the film itself, uh, you know, carry the, the corn husks and then the film itself, the packaging, carry the residue of this crime or this crime against humanity. And it just shows you that you can hunt down the truth. I, I think that's kind of what I take away from it. I love evidence. Okay, I gotta throw I gotta throw one other thing into this. Then, does yeah. that mean that some of the paranormal photos that were taken during that time um, could possibly be just the fog and smoke from that? Boy, that's a really good thought. That is a really good thought. Yeah. Wow. Effects of radiation on that. Yeah. You know, show. like images that's that look weird. And yeah. they're, you know, like, uh, ectoplasm. Well, this is a good woo-woo introduction to the whole, you know, because I, know. I want to believe as well. I really want to believe in woo-woo way, more than anything. You, <laughs> by the way, you guys might hear some incredible I noise. Made. I need a t-shirt made. I want to believe in woo-woo. I need yeah. to make yeah. this happen. <laughs> uh, you, you guys might hear some noise as I'm about to pull in for gas. No um, I just found I just found a dollar thirty-five gas. Ah! Wow! Oh, wow. I, I wow. must stop and get gas. You I must. Yes. You well, went into a time. You you right. went in through a wormhole, and you are now like back in nineteen. Yeah, but he's filling up. He's filling yeah. up at the wormhole. Well, if, <laughs> yeah. If, if you pass through, if you pass through New Orleans, I don't know if you're gonna. Yeah, you're probably on I ten. You'll you'll also be able to. No, actually, I'm not. I'm I. I've already oh, bypassed. Right. I bypassed I-10, and I am on 59 North, about to probably connect on to 20 to get into uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. Well, in Louisiana, uh, you should be able to get gas for no more than a dollar forty-one a gallon because we have the refinery so close. But yeah, that's a see, side issue. Today, since we've completely you know, digressed from from radiation to UFOs to gas, now I had a scooter when I was in New Orleans, mm -hmm. and I would it would fill it up once a week, and it would cost me two dollars to fill it up. Mm. I'll tell you, that's Mississippi funny. gas gas here in Mississippi seems to be a hell of a lot cheaper than it is in. Uh, Louisiana, figure that one. Well, well, you know, hey, oorah for cheap what gas. Kind of what did you what you kind got? of scooter? What kind of uh, scooter? I don't remember the model name. To be completely, it wasn't a Vespa. It no. wasn't a Vespa. It was a. It was a different. There was. There's a local little shop where you can buy scooters in New Orleans. It's uptown. It's a great place. Um, and I got it from those guys. I don't. It was. It was black and white though. It was very. Uh, it was very Art Deco in its nice. style. It was very cool. Nice. Yes, I loved it. Well, all your That's photos smart. are black and white. Actually, you might live in a black and white world and not even know it. <laughs> I'm seeing in color right now. Does does that mean that I've entered the matrix? What's go what's going on? Guys, I'll be back. I'll be back on the line in three minutes. That's fair. Okay, well, we'll take this time to yeah. pretend that we're taking a break. And Keep me occupied. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll let's do get a Wendy little... on the line. It's about that's right. That's right. We'll get it's Wendy. Time. All of our listeners are going to pretend right now. Use your imaginations that we're on break. Do not pay right. any attention to the sound of Nancy dialing exactly. Wendy's number right now as she continues to do that. I will just continue to monologue like a Shakespearean play while Nancy gets Wendy oh. on the line. I actually may have a. Everybody knows it's Wendy. I may have a different number for yeah. Wendy. Okay, oh. well, I'm, I am 
well, this is the number that the Almighty, our Almighty oh. God has given us. So we're going to try it. Wendy? Yeah, yeah. Can you call me at the other number? Sure, sure. Does Danny have your other number? Yeah, I have it. I'll give it to you. Perfect. So we will call you right back. Okay. 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 We're so competent. Okay. And we we're still in that we're still in that weird commercial space. We are in the weird commercial space, Danny. Remember to put that in chat. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> nope, that's oh, yeah. the same. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Number. Okay. Uh, yes, we are in the weird space of commercials. If the other guy was here, we would make him try to sell you something because I know Don't that say Jesse, the number. No, 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 no. You're saying it. <laughs> he's like, eight, eight, seven, seven, five, three, oh, nine. That's like the song. Remember? You, got, wait. It, you got it. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good song. I think Jesse only listens to Skywatchers now for the other guy to sell him something. I really think that's how it goes down. I, I love know. his sales pitches. Isn't it great? Okay. Oh. Great. I know. So I was talking to Jacqueline, Seth, and Facebook and letting them know, Alan, whatever, letting them know that I might not be able to produce the show because my computer's decided that now it wants to, you know, slowly die on me. And Jackal recommended a laptop. And as soon as Jackal recommended a laptop, the other guy's immediate response was, I might have something cheap. <laughs> he just can't help himself. So we have a busy number here. Oh, sadly. We flatlined. We flatlined. We've entered the Matrix. We've entered, we've entered the wrong stream of the Matrix. Are we sure that's the right number? That's the one I copied and pasted. Hang on. Hang on. Let me check. I have I have information in my face. Don't you guys love live radio? Is it this? I promise. I do. I do. Live radio was great. To all our listeners, okay. we promise that this will be slightly smoother next week. Mm-hmm. Slightly smoother. That's right. We, this is the first time it's ever worked I that know. I've ever turned no. on and turned on the stream, the PSN stream. And in I fact, know. I could just now take over the stream anytime I want, like Max Headroom. <laughs> Seriously. We've given her too much power. We've given Nancy too much power. It's like, what's on? Nancy's on again. What's on? No, That's the Nancy. same number, guys. That's the same number. She was on. She she called me, so her line was busy. So okay, now I'm oh. trying again. Trying keep talking. Keep talking. Keeping it going. Oh, we're keeping you, it going. You're, you're on it. We're you. ready. We're we're. Uh, this is live radio. This is I. I'm all about it. <laughs> Not my first radio. This is how you roll with live radio. Especially yeah, there, when it's right. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I'm That's sure Angel it. is so proud. Hello. He, yeah. Hello, Wendy. Yep, that's me. Hello, you are live with Skywatchers Radio. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I don't know. We we haven't met officially. I am one part of the Skywatchers host team tonight. I am Crystal. I am joined on the line by Nancy Burns, who is producing for us. Chris Hello. Brown, who is our news guy. Danny, who you are familiar with. He's been touching base with you this week. And the other guy, who is a regular co-host on here, who is currently getting gas. He's on the road, so he will just randomly pop in and say something. So just be prepared for it. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wendy, I have given you an intro earlier um, that you do your own talk show um, over on Blog Talk Radio. We all used to be on Blog Talk Radio back in the day. So, uh, that's a, you're a trooper for sticking, staying over there. Are you, Actually, are, I'm not at Blog Talk. I'm on Empower, Empower Radio, which is a different, whole different, whole, whole different, different thing. thing. 
Why did I think yeah. blog talk? I don't know. I'm, I'm tripping tonight. Okay. So Conscious Living on Empower Radio now. I don't know why I thought yeah. you were on blog talk. I don't know That's why. Okay. That's okay. All right. <laughs> so you're Conscious Living on Empower Radio, which is fantastic. So how long have you had the show over there? Uh, gee, it's been five, six years, something like that anyway. It's been a while. Wow. That is, that's pretty awesome. So what, how, what, what got you into to being on air, to being a radio show host? I've been a broadcaster for about 20-some years. I started in radio back in, oh, the day. So I've, I've, been, I've done anything, jock talk, news, reporter, anchor, PSAs, the whole nine yards. That's, radio's my history, my career. I'm assuming so, jock talk was sports-related? Uh, well, I didn't do sports-related, no, but the jock is a disc jockey. Oh, okay. There we go. Spinning tunes. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you are a serious radio professional. I like it. Season, to say the least. Season, to say the least. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Wendy, tell us a little bit about your show over on Empower Radio. Conscious Living. It's a little bit of everything, but I basically focus on metaphysics and paranormal and other things that may be a little bit too far out for mainstream. That's why I wanted to do the internet radio because it's a wide open field absolutely now wendy were you listening to our conversation that we were just having before we brought you in no i couldn't hear it sorry uh, okay we were talking about kodak and radiation and how it could have affected some photos for the paranormal as well as obviously other things as well i don't know if anybody uh, nancy if you want to give a little background on that i'd love to hear wendy's opinion on it did we lose nancy Nancy, go away. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I missed the very first part. A background on which? Which part of the thing, Alan? Uh, Kodak causing cloudy pictures. Okay, and why? Okay, I'm sorry. I missed the whole first. Can you repeat it? <laughs> I was, okay. I'm sorry. Since Wendy d- delves into the paranormal and all this other stuff, um, you were talking about uh, thanks to the wonderful nuclear radiation from the first atomic bomb that was tested in the United States, corn husks, which was used for packing in Kodak film in the late 40s, was causing blurry photos. Now, I was going to theorize, the, and I theorized the question of, I'm wondering if some of those photos that always show from the 40s that show mysterious clouds and paranormal pictures could actually be a cause of the radiation causing that, as opposed to a real paranormal effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want me to jump in with that? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. In, for that, we're way beyond Kodak. So it's kind of like go forward because the technology there is different than what it is now. Back then, I'm not going to speculate. It's, it's, it's just really you're better off having somebody with a science background do that. But I can talk about the current stuff. And given what kind of work a person does, whether they're an energy worker, somebody who's a little bit more sensitive, somebody who's uh, got a different kind of approach to doing this kind of work, you may have an aura or some kind of energy field that can actually enhance your environment. And um, there are some people who are psychics or intuitives who can actually say, this is where the orb is going to appear. And they'll take a picture and an orb will appear there. Now, whether that's a projection, whether they're picking up on an orb, you still have to go a step further. But in my opinion, you're, they're able to sense it and pick it up. Wow. Wow. Does that make okay. sense? That, that, I love that. 
That's oh. really cool. And Chris is our orb guy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah he's our resident. So okay. I know that he was perking right up as soon as you said orb. Okay. Well, I've got one that I just took recently that's a bright orange with a star in the middle. It's pretty, pretty unique. Um, it's very definite. Don't know what it is, but it would, it's round, so it fits the category of an orb. I've also taken one that's more like a plasma or energy being. It has three specific types of shapes that are congruent or coherent. I, there's not a good word. They, they seem to form an outline within an, a basic general overall oval shape. And it's a really different form of um, energy, but it, it's picked up and it's, it's, it's beyond anything you would call an orb. But the, that kind of stuff shows up now with the digital stuff because we have more range, in my opinion, to work with. That's well, are you talking about the – you mean the visual spectrum or the electromagnetic spectrum? There's a little bit of everything. I mean, yeah, the planet's changing, but it also when – you're, when you're taking pictures in a desert versus taking pictures in somewhere that's more of a tropical area, you're going to have a different impact on your film. But the cool thing is the person who does it also makes a difference. Some people can take better pictures and they get orbs because of their energy not because of anything else. They are enhancing that um, whatever, that frequency. So, you, wait a minute, let me get this straight then. You're telling me that people are having an effect on scientific, measured, calibrated equipment through what medium, force, or energy? Because of their chi. So Each person Each person has a different bioelectric signature. Mm -hmm. But okay. doesn't it – hold on. But my understanding for chi was uh, – is that it affects other organic matter, not inorganic matter. It can. How do, it how do you know – how do yeah. you know what you're affecting when you're going into a situation where you're going to have non-corporeal beings. Yeah, but orbs, present. yeah, orbs the are not... The camera is the camera is the camera. Uh, maybe. You're saying that, that whoever is there has, that the, um, the person who is supposedly scientific and yet has a bioenergy signature is not going to affect the environment, Right. No, my question is, is, are they affecting the environment or the camera that's actually observing the environment? Both. They're using, okay. they're using a tool. The tool is, it in, is influenced by that person. So, you know, if you're sweating, <laughs> you're, still, you're still having an impact with your tool, or if you've used it on a regular basis, it may be more responsive to what you're doing because you're in tune and in sync. Yeah, I don't... So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, me, let me understand this. You're telling me that your tool yeah. that you have, which would be a camera, <laughs> I is like actually going to be in sync with you, even though it's calibrated to certain specific measurements and programming. It's going to deviate from that just because you're willing it to deviate. Absolutely. Possibly. Well, ha yeah, there are people okay. who are. Okay. Yeah. But haven't I don't you? Say everybody so... can do it, but I say some people who are able to use their intention and shift shift a gear to say this is how I will work, and other things respond to them. Mm -hmm. Then yes, it can be done. 
Okay, so you're telling we are me all will big balls of energy. Will, so it's possible that uh, okay, we can have so, so I'm just trying to understand that will will affect factory specifications. And then once it hands off to someone else, it'll go back to its factory specifications. Possibly. Possibly. That's the way cell phones work. Why do some cell phones work with some people and then other people break them? Because why they have a problem with call, they're called butterfingers. That's why <laughs> they drop their phone. <laughs> it's called okay. This it's is, it's, it's, it's the one. It's, it's, here, here, here's a better answer. Here's a better answer than butterfingers. It's called gravity. The phone drops. There's another one. It's called gravity. Check out Ed Edwards. He's a really cool energy worker, and he's able to. He had to take his computer in two or three times because he was absolutely blowing it up with his energy and he's somebody who does affect energy like that he'd give you a really good demonstration of how it works that's i will remember his name we're going to get him on the show Ed edwards two Ed, yeah, two two d's fantastic mm -hmm. that's really two, two d's and edwards or two d's and ed ed with two d's edward cool cool ed with two well you, ed, you edward yeah. i'm sorry guys well, you all know people who are good with machines. They're almost like machine whisperers. Mm -hmm. That when you have, for example, a very sick hard drive, you can almost put your hands on it. Or just something very simple. If you have a computer that you, you use all the time, it gets your rhythm. You, it, you, you know, you open certain programs and you get a rhythm going. And, and yes, I need a toaster whisperer. I need a toaster whisperer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're toaster whisperer. Like you that doesn't like you. One more thing. I'm also suggesting PK energy. When somebody is upset, when they're emotionally in overdrive, and then things around them start breaking, yeah, that's a connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So basically, we do have an effect on our environment more than we realize. More than we realize. I yes. love that, Wendy. What got you into all this? Because you started with a very—that's uh, a very professional type of radio background, and then you jumped right into the—we're we're in the—we we swallowed the pill. We're in the matrix now. <laughs> how did you? Uh, how, how did you go there? What happened? Um, well, I basically okay. Technically, I've had experiences since I was a kid that would have been more, you know, paranormal. So I wasn't afraid of ghosts. The thing is, when you're doing a legit career like a news broadcaster, you want to keep your credibility. Once I had a, a big enough experience that I wasn't worried about the credibility, I decided this was more interesting. I, you have to you have to go into detail there because every you said you were. Let's let's start with the small ones. What happened to you as a kid? Um, well, I had an imaginary friend when I was little. Mm -hmm. When I was about four years old, I told my mom that the friend flew out the window, and I never talked about the friend again. That was probably the beginning. Another one, when I was about 11, I had an experience where my girlfriend asked me if I accepted the Holy Ghost. I said, well, of course. And at that point, I felt like a, this wonderful glow throughout my entire body. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And I told her mm -hmm. about it, and she was frightened. And I thought, I, better sh I shouldn't talk about this. Uh, it's scary. But then there was another time when someone was um, was a little older, about 16 or 17, and there were some guys who came in, and we were – I grew up in the country. We're out swimming, completely isolated. These guys said they were going to do something. They were going to go visit my uncle in the back field. They came back, obviously hadn't visited the uncle in the back field, but I had someone standing beside me saying, run. So I told my girlfriend, run. We ran and hid and watched these two guys case the place trying to find us. 
I knew my way around. I wasn't worried. But it was the voice that told me to run. Right. Um, mm. And I heard, Same. you know, so stuff like that happened. Okay. That's, uh, and it's a good thing stuff like that happened from that story. That's, it continues uh, to happen, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's just random that it just started happening to you. So what, what was your big experience that made you go, this is way, I can't ignore this anymore, forget my credibility? Well, when I finally had the experience, 1997, there was a, we were redoing a house, and this little light, a night light, it's, a, it's supposed to be on when, the, um, when it's dark and off when it's light. It started blinking, but it wasn't supposed to. It would be blinking when it was daylight and blinking when it was dark, and it was interactive. And I looked to see if anybody else noticed, and they didn't really notice, so I thought, there's got to be something to this. And I had uh, help. Somebody came in and did a, a dowsing session just to see if there was something there, and I do believe in that. So for me, it was an indication that I needed to upgrade my own ability. So I learned to channel. I learned to... Uh, I was doing automatic writing, and this thing continued, and it became interactive. And so I wrote a book, Talking to Nightlights, about <laughs> experience, <laughs> and this nightlight continues. Now in wow. my houses, wherever I go, if I go on vacation, if I take the nightlight, it will interact, it will blink, it will flicker, it will go off and on. And basically it's, a, for me, a barometer, and we're never alone. No matter what we think, we're never alone. We just okay, well, here's a good experiment if you want to try it, Wendy. <laughs> if you have a blinking nightlight, here's the easiest way to tell if it's a really intelligent entity. Put up a really big sign of Morse code and let them spell out words. I was just about to ask that if you tried anything. with, if Yeah, if you were getting any kind of a Morse code-like message. You're laughing. Stuff. I'm dead serious on this. <laughs> I am okay. dead serious on this. Learn to channel; it's quicker. <laughs> well, well, I, well, that's going to be my next question. Go that ahead, was Nancy. my ne that was my there next question. Can. Exactly. How did you learn to channel? I worked with the non-physical beings who said, "This is what you do." Um, I went through an 18-week no uh, session working with somebody who was also a massage therapist to upgrade my ability and expand my awareness and jumpstart the kundalini process. And Love so it. what happened with that was then I became a little bit more self-aware, um, more intuitive, and started hearing things in terms of people who aren't what we consider alive. Mm -hmm. And um, that stuff just became more enhanced. And as that happened, then I learned to disengage from the linear and logical mind and go more with the non um, just more of the intuitive element makes a big difference. It does. It really, really does. Yeah. Yeah. You can, and you, you, anyone at home who wants to experiment with that, get really deep into meditation one day. You'll, uh, you can, you can have some, some fun experience there. Now tell me the, the, the non-corporal entities that you were talking to, are we talking, did you talk to people who, you know, had passed and were still around? Or are you talking to potentially, you know, um, ETs who, who are you communing with? It's a little bit of everything. The ones, the, the ones at that point that were the most consistent was they, they chose to call themselves the messengers of light. I did sessions with others where there would be little curmudgeons that would come through, and it was quite entertaining. But um, that's a little bit – once you get past that, 
the stuff that does start being more, um, I guess, consistent is when somebody has a relative who who they need to connect with, somebody who's crossed over. And usually for me, it's a better connection if it's a recent departure, not somebody back in the 18th. Well, anyway, it's it's helpful if you can make a connect then because usually when somebody is in a grief process, it helps them to understand that their person is still present, just not in physical form. It doesn't always, for me, um, I don't always make a connection, but on on many occasions it has happened. And that was one of the positives. The other stuff about this is when you get into this non-corporeal stuff, um, what you also begin to do is learn that you are not stuck in the physical, that you can do astral projection, you can experience being in two or three different states at once and you can get out of your body and see that this stuff that we're looking at that we think is real in the physical is an illusion. It's just temporary. And that's the fun part. Does that make sense? That's what, yes. Well, and, I and wonder you don't how... Drugs. <laughs> <And> you don't... <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder how when you're not meditating and you are just walking around in the in the real world, do you ever ask yourself... That's actually just a hallucination. It's not real. And and what we call Do you real... ever say you see dead people? <laughs> um, I don't worry about that. I will tell you that when it is unreal, it's it still blows your mind. There mm-hmm. there's a this is the ET part that will that a lot of people I think would have a difficult time with. I walk down the middle of the street and walking the dog on a day when there's nobody else around, I see a bunch of squirrels, more squirrels than I can count, coming down a tree. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Where did they come from? I'm watching them come down the tree, trying to count them as fast mm-hmm. as I can to see if I can get a number. I'm up to over 75, and their squirrels are still coming down the tree. They're running across the street into huh. what I would say is a wishing well. All right? This is, I have had no alcohol. I've had nothing no enhancement, I'm wide awake, middle of the day, broad daylight, nobody else is around. I'm trying to figure out what I just saw. That's the kind of stuff you experience. It's not a dream, it's real. Why Mm -hmm. am I seeing it? I don't know. These experiences either will drive you crazy or you'll just say, cool, what next? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know you had a choice of saying one or the other. You do, you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's uh, that's a little trippy. So, talk, well, was talk. your dog barking at the squirrel at all, or no, not really? Didn't, didn't even, and usually she would. Didn't even register. That's what was so interesting. Now, the one time I did have a UFO sighting in the house, that dog did growl. I reported it to Mufon. Tell us about that. We want to know. We are skywalking. Okay. Yes, that's what this show is all about. <laughs> oh, we're ready. You said the magic word. Let's do it. Okay. It's a size, oh, what I said at the time was a dinner plate. So it's about, you know, 8 to eight to 13 inches round. It looks like, I call it a Christmas tree because the green, the lights are red and green. Beautiful, jewel, glowing red and green lights. It's in the corner of the bedroom. The only way I knew it was there was the dog was growling. Wow. And I was half awake, half asleep. The dog's growling. I'm thinking, what? And I open my eyes just barely because I think it's the cat or the other dog, and I'm trying to surprise them. That's when I see this thing up in the corner of the room. 
just right inside the window, about 6 to 12 inches inside the window. And I'm like, what the heck? So I try and open my eyes more to focus and start counting the number of lights on this circle. And the more, it, the more I begin to become awake and focused and interested in it, it immediately shifted and became, um, it went outside the window. It didn't go through. It just, from one instant, it was inside. The next instant, it was outside. I could see the green lights through the mini blinds, and mm. I knew it was there, and I knew that I wasn't supposed to see it. If I went outside, it wouldn't be there. Mm. So I went back to sleep. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just went, I just went to sleep. You know, I saw a UFO, and then I was like, cool, okay, I'm tired. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like you know, I was like flipping out. <laughs> like, oh, been there, done that. Okay, what's next? It was going to be a snipe hunt. They weren't going to let me go any further. I saw it. It was gone. It was on purpose. Right. So it's basically, you know, once I started really focusing, trying to see it, it didn't want to be seen. That was it. It was like, okay, see you, bye. Well, fine. I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> well, see that that sounds like that sounds like what Chris saw, basically, right? Mm-hmm. A small thing that seemed to be intelligent. Yeah, right. And that and, actually, and also my dog uh, barked too, because I had lost sight of it, and my dog was in the house when I was outside, and it was uh, when he made a bark, and I looked over my shoulder, and then that's when it came over the house. So I know about yeah. the dog thing, and and the yeah, animals, I'd had it. yeah. Animals connect. They see it. Yeah. And I think they've got a different visual range than we do. Absolutely. So I do think that that helps. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let, let me ask you this, just kind of in connection to, to UFOs here. Do you think that maybe there might be more sightings or could possibly more sightings by people who were in maybe a, an altered state of mind, moving past the logic, you know, kind of part of the brain to what you were talking earlier, the more intuitive, kind of relaxed, you know, you're not affecting your eyesight. You're kind of just open to see anything. Um, I, and I don't even, you know, I don't even know if there has to be a criteria for that because I wasn't really interested in seeing. I didn't need to see a UFO. I'd already right. had this other really cool stuff happen and a lot of really interesting metaphysical stuff. So the UFO thing was the very last thing I expected and to have that happen. And then there was an, another instance where when I work with these non-corporeal, they're guides. The, the guides that I work with warned me that I was going to have an experience. And I got an ET connect, this is a telepathic thing, saying, we don't want to scare you. I'm like, well, okay, fine. I've worked with dead people. I'm all right. I won't be scared. And then when I heard at 3 a.m. in the morning, again, this is a nighttime thing in the bedroom, um, from the corner of the room, I hear this voice that sounds like it has a mechanical type. That's the best description I can say. And it says my name, Winnie. And I'm like, wait a second. The minute I felt the vibration of that audio, I froze. I'm like, dang it. I knew that when I froze, that stopped that encounter. But it, it was so foreign that the immediate thing was the fight or flight. And fright kicked in. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't undo it. But then I heard my guides laughing because I hear this, this is my connection, saying, we told you, you need to work on your fear. I thought, well, okay, I, now I understand what you're talking about. Now it makes sense. Because it's an ingrained, this is part of our hardwire to keep yeah. us safe when we feel threatened. It's like the hawk and the rabbit. The rabbit sees a shadow or the mouse mm-hmm. sees a shadow and they go. 
Well, well, well how that's do you what we work? Get around. How do you work on your fear when when they, when you say Trust. that? Trust. Well, you have to put yourself in situations where um, typically you and this every person is different. You as an individual will be afraid. And then you begin to, and this is metaphysical. This, I'm not saying go out and, you know, in a field of people shooting AK-47s and go. Uh, this is when you're going into working with places that are possibly haunted or you know that things ha- have happened here that have left a residue of, of karma or some kind and, of And there be possibly a neurochemical link, i got to ask. Is it possibly a neurochemical link, like... When you have the fight or flight, the adrenaline kicks in, and that closes off the receptors in your brain. I would, I would, yeah, I would say that that could have a possibility. I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still experimenting and learning with this myself. But I do think once our emotions are triggered, and we start having an intense emotional response, then we're engaged in, and our body puts us into a certain state that then is less conducive to having this kind of encounter. That would make a lot of sense. So let me let me ask you a question then. I mean, you say kind of release your fear when you're doing when you're doing something like that. Is you know is that is that safe to do? Because even you know you mentioned earlier about how when you first started channeling, you had to get through the curmudgeons as you call them. And you know it you know there there are you know certain I would say maybe harmful things out there. So is there any process you go through to kind of protect yourself, or are you just like you know I just have this level of trust and I'm just going to go with it. Well, part of it is I, I work with, a, with guides, and so I trust that element as part of a protection. And part of um, we have to have some negative experiences to figure out how to deal with that. I've had, well, I've had to clean a house where the, the entity that was there was shutting, holding the door shut as we were trying to open it up and release the energy. Oh, no, and no, it was no. as real as a person, a human, standing on the other side of the door holding it shut. And you're looking at this going, that can't happen. And you don't have time to think that. You just continue thinking, all right, release it, leave, go. But you have to be solid in your intention and in your who you are. And I'm not the person to talk to about this. The shamans who do this 24-7 are better at holding their focus. But the reason I brought that qigong or chi into it is because that prana, that other element, that other essence that we don't... We lost her. Oh, I hate when that happens. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just having a good time thinking, that, oh, <laughs> and I realized, my God, it's me. She is the <laughs> element, just was so powerful. Pow, there she <laughs> was. Pow, it just right. Okay, let's yeah, call her back. She, okay. I'll, I'll okay. tell you, I, I, I think she affected the technology. She might have. She might have. Yes. That's very possible. That's right. I want to call back squatch on some of this because apparently everything's possible. It is. But I'm trying, yes. I'm trying well, not to. Well, here's the th- Do you meditate ever, Seth? Have you ever meditated? Have you ever tried? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Have, have you done it like more than once? Or you just like did it that oh, way? Yeah. Did you do it like oh, the yeah, secret yeah. where you did like for five seconds? No, no, no. I meditated. I have meditated at length in the past. Yeah. Have you ever been in an altered state of mind? Yes, yeah. I have. It's fascinating. Welcome did back. It affect, did it affect things around me? Like electronics? No, not really. That's okay. Everybody's different, though. Everybody, that's the best thing about spirituality, though. Everybody's journey is unique. I you tried to meditate, understand. and then I fell asleep. Uh, that, that happens a lot. <laughs> Wendy, you just get to the good part, and then you cut completely out. We were like, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just I was probably saying, you know, you need to deal with a shaman on this because they, they do it 24/7 and that would be the authority. Me, I'm I'm just basically a gamer. I'm I'm into it to figure out what's happening from my perspective and maybe not the best teacher. Does that make sense? That does make sense. That does make sense. And a very honest answer. I like that. We have a question from the chat room that I'm going to ask you. It's from Benjamin. What's up, Benjamin? The question is, how do you know the non-corporeals are representing themselves for who they really are? Mm. That's Mm -hmm. a great question. And I don't have a set answer. I think you have to do the best at discerning it for yourself and then figuring how far you want to go with it. Because, yeah, you can get played. Wow. Benjamin, wow. all we can tell you is is that you should never play bingo with a Ouija board. Do not. <laughs> do not. <laughs> do not. <laughs> or Scrabble. They always win at Scrabble. Uh-uh. No, yeah. no. I don't mess with none of that. Well, wait, are you sa- but, Wendy, are you saying that spiritual creatures would play you? Trick you? They're, just because they're spiritual. Of course. They're, they're of higher. Course. They might be demons. There yeah. might be some demons there, you know. So they talk about oh, the ETs. Earlier, you know, ETs were saying, here, do this, and we will appear. And I believe her name is Blossom Goodchild, but they told her, October 14th, we're going to be here, we're going to appear. And she went through all sorts of, of drama trauma after they did not appear on the agreed-upon date, and she mm-hmm. had several wonderful encounters with them. But basically, it's a matter of do your own, know what you're getting, uh, let's see, do you have an agenda? Do I, as a person, have an agenda? Do I have something to gain? Do I want some recognition for this? And that's one of the first things that will you'll find you get tripped on your butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Ego. Absolutely. Ego. Yeah. So if you have nothing to lose, then you've got everything to gain because it's just a, okay, where are we going next? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? It, it can... Win or lose, and I'm still ahead because I'm following along with the game. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. Learning is the big deal, and you have to learn that some of this stuff isn't always going to be exactly what you thought. It won't have a pleasant ending because you're supposed to figure out, well, what happens when things go south? Do I still keep going, or do I give it up and say, well, you guys are all bad. You were mean to me. I'm going to stop playing now. Mm -hmm. No. You you say, well, how do I need to get better? What did I do that I can improve upon? And that's how you learn. And you go to the next level. Well, do you always trust, do you have someone that you trust implicitly the most, say a mentor? No, I have guides. Okay. Multiple. I don't have a physical, no, I have guides. Mm. Your personal and that's guides. Ba- basically. Well, when, like I said, a kid, I was the Holy Ghost. Okay, so this mm-hmm. God connection for me is real. This is my, that's my foundation, my grounding. Spirit, source, higher element. So if I have a question, I, am, I get quiet and say, what's the best thing for me to do at this time? Mm-hmm. And there may not be an immediate answer, but I will get quiet and say, you know, I need an assist. I need help. Mm-hmm. What can I do? But I've done this for 20 or 30 years, so I do have a decent foundation to mm-hmm. work with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I just started yesterday and said, okay, come get me. <laughs> right, you you've put in you put that. <laughs> right, you put in the work basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's you do land on your on your seat a few times and on your face. It's just but you just go, "Okay, fine. I was wrong. Cool. Got it. Next." Now, how was it working with Kundalini energy? 
Because I've heard that's uh, that's very that can be very intense. Okay, I went slow, and that's why I had a that I worked with someone who was actually considered a massage therapist or a Reiki worker to help with this because if you go into it too fast, you can really um, you can become disoriented, you can make yourself sick. Uh, it's it's just a whole different energy. A couple of resources, Penny Kelly is a real good resource for the kundalini stuff. I just talked with another guy recently who, uh, Lou, and I'm trying to remember his name, um, can't, but Penny Kelly's written a few books, so she'd be a good resource. When hers, when hers happened, it was like nonstop rolling energy for 20, you know, 24-7 for several days, weeks, months. It turns your world upside down, so you really don't want to overdo it, but it can happen as easily as you know, doing meditation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole. That's well, the whole does thing. Kundalini always mean that it's a sexual kind of a feeling? No, 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 no. no it's just that's it's the term that we use. You, yeah, there's um, that. I think it can be confused. Yeah, it. Um, how would you describe? I don't even know how you would describe Kundalini energy. It. Excuse me. A, could, you, could you teach us how to misuse sexual energy? I really <laughs> want to learn how to do that. <laughs> There I think you're YouTube doing very videos. good with that on your own. Ooh, got you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anybody offering classes on that one? Um. I'm sure we can find a couple for you, and then you can go and you can make a product, and then you can try to sell it to us. It'll be like the other guy's Kundalini awareness sexual vibrator or something. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Another form of deviant art. Indeed. There you go. <laughs> no, they they warn you. Like if you uh, just from my own research, if you're working with chakra visualization, for example, and you're you're lighting them all up, and then you're trying to take it to the next level, they they will actually warn you about you know, or you're you're uh, you're on something like you've just you know you smoked a blunt and you're trying to do your chakras, you can accidentally activate it, and they warn you to like she was saying, you got to do it so because it's just, it's very intense. It's a lot of energy at once, and when you're getting by, you will have a physical reaction. You will definitely have a physical reaction to that. So I, I well, can't. What, okay, imagine. what what do you mean by a physical reaction? Uh, it's nausea. better than Viagra. It is better than Viagra. <laughs> it is it, nausea, headaches. It's you know, it's it it. It it's almost like you're going through an energetic cleanse, but a really really intense one. So think about where you are just just spiritually. You know, like your your you know, like she was talking about earlier, your egos, your fears, your you know, your problems, all that kind of stuff, your self doubt, everything that you're kind of hanging on to. That's it. For me, that's a very kind of pure energy, and it's trying to like write you, and it's trying to help you get to a better spot. So hmm. it's kind of bombarding, it's kind of doing a cleanse. It would be like if you just did, you know, one of those drug cleanses, but you took too much, almost. Mm-hmm. So you're just getting a lot at once, and it's just, you, it cannot, it cannot be fun sometimes, if you it don't It sounds like spiritual, well. spiritual sriracha. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. That sounds like a song. <laughs> yeah, you okay, do, okay. You do. If, it, if it's if it's a spiritual colon cleanse, mm-hmm. I want to know. I I you got someone's got to be able to describe what expels from you. you do, I, Why do you need a description? <laughs> <laughs> well, she used the colon cleanse as an example. There's got to be something coming out of you out of this situation. I, 
think that pretty much is self-explanatory. Yeah, that's what I would think. <laughs> see, the, see, and this is your problem, Seth, is you're looking for a one description fits all. And that's not how it works when you get into the, your experience will not be the same as my experience. So you might expel more bodily fluids than I will. I might not expel any. I might just have headaches, nausea. I might just have this um, horrible feeling of disconnect where I don't know what's real anymore. That's all. Though that sucks. That's a horrible feeling. Um, you know, something like that. Again, again, you might, you know, suddenly sort sugar at your entire house and you know have you know and have what you call the colon cleanse, and it it, it will be different for every. But person. But you're saying you you're saying you will know what it is. You'll know it that well, something's you, happened. Yes, you will. <laughs> so when it hits you, it, when it hits you, it hits you. You can't miss it. <laughs> you cannot miss it. Benjamin from the chat has said, and I had a point um, during a Kundalini where I thought I was about to spontaneously combust. I had no. to, um, he said, I had to ask in down, way down. I'm assuming you had to go lay down. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. assuming you had a hot flash or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's very intense energy to work. So go slow. So that, that's yeah. our, but it that's doesn't our... happen. Does it happen to everybody if you try really hard? Probably not, right? You're, and it depends on how you work it. There's a there's Kundalini yoga and the breath work that can that can trigger some of this kind of ah. stuff that you're talking about the responses. And when you get into that, it seems very innocuous. You're just breathing, but you're breathing steadily and you're breathing with a certain. Um, there's a pattern and a that rhythm. pattern. Yes, it affects the flow of your breathing, which then it affects your lungs and your heart rate. Right. And it's so subtle that when it finally kicks in and you realize, oh, my God, I'm dizzy, what mm-hmm. the heck? Or you have a headache three or four days later and you realize I've done too much. It, it's subtle. And wow. that's the kind of stuff sometimes it can sneak up on you and you don't realize you've done anything. And, and then you have to go back and say, what, the, what was I doing? And realize you've just started this process. Wow. So that's why be aware of what you're doing. This isn't a toy. It's mm-hmm. actual. It will have an impact, and it does change things and sometimes throw you off balance and upset your equilibrium. It's a real tool, again, the word tool, mm-hmm. um, a form of self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who thinks that this kind of stuff is like, <laughs> that's what I always say. People think that spirituality is that pretty lady sitting on the, on the, on the lotus pad in like that yoga position and she's just so calm and she's meditating. Boy, you ain't never had a Kundalini awakening if that's what you think spirituality is. <laughs> it's no. it, it, it never, it's like getting your stuff together in an amazing way. Absolutely amazing way. So, Wendy, tell us a little bit more about some of your non-corporeal experiences, because I know that the listeners are like, they got to know. They're so excited about this. They're like, yes, tell us. We, we want to know. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, some of it is that when these things happen, and for me, I get a telepathic connect, and I'm told something will happen, and there was a time when I was having some intense and then sometimes it's also exacerbated by your own personal relationships. If you're going through some real heavy stuff, uh, that will also bring on a little bit of this element. To me, it was a protective element. Somebody was in the house. They had been going through the house. I found things that had been set there uh, for me to find. The dog helped me go through the house and remove them. So at that point, my dog was helping me, and she would sit at the door until I removed these little items from each room, and she did not leave the room until that room was cleaned. Uh, there was another point where this energy is there in the house, and the house feels really full, and it's saying, Bob's your uncle. 
the reason it said that, my Uncle Bob had died in the recent, like in the, the past year. His picture was sticking out just about three inches out of my date book that I hadn't done that. It was set there. It was mm. waiting. But it was that their way, these elements that were, this is different than my guides. These were, they were a protection because there was some heavy-duty garbage happening at that point. Um, and that was a way of saying we're here. Bob's your uncle. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's nobody, there's nobody. I didn't talk to this, you know, about that uh, with anybody. Mm. And sure as heck didn't let him know he was in my date book. You know, it was just that, that kind of stuff. Those things, you you start to have this connection, and the telepathic link is really important because you realize once you've done the meditation and figured out your own garbage, the tapes you play back and forth to yourself over and over, and you stop doing that, then you can hear these other elements when mm-hmm. they talk to you and when they try to get your connection. It isn't always going to be, for me, it's not always in words. Sometimes it's pictures or symbols. Or a you know a hunch to do this, and then something happens. But that was an intense time, and again, um, the, the the connect was non-physical. I didn't see anything. The dog was letting me know that I had picked up the correct things out of the room to remove it, and then moved on to the next room. And at that time, um, that more of the energy happened. And that was also cleaning this house of this really nasty energy that we were trying to get out of the house with a smudge. He's doing smudging. This house is clear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to. For the moment. (laughs) For the moment. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, Wendy, Wendy, would would you say that your dog is a spiritual guide, perhaps? Um, I, I think our pets work with us in different ways. She doesn't always like this stuff. Matter of fact, sometimes when I do the shows and I have somebody who's incredibly a medium, um, she doesn't like the medium shows because they bring a bunch of extra energy with them. So she would ah. prefer to sit in the yard and stay away from the house when I'm doing that. And I, wow, know, that's that's she's pretty sensitive. Um, and she's like a husband. To her, <laughs> <laughs> this to her isn't fun and games. Yeah. So, um, wow. I, I don't know that she's a spirit guide, but she is a companion, and she is a, an a, a and assist, you know, she's she's here kind of giving me a clue what's what's friendly and what isn't. It's interesting. So yeah. I, I've got a, a kind of a deep question that I want to ask you, Wendy, because I think we've had this discussion on the show before where we've talked about about how the government kind of might be involved hey, in the... Get that UF. voice, Crystal. You aren't deep enough. I'm not deep enough? You're going no. to deep, deep voice. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> deep voice conversation. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> We've talked about on the show how the government has been involved in, or how we how we speculate that the government has been involved in UFOs and and maybe making people think that they've seen things that they didn't actually see and that sort of thing, and specifically with channeling. So my question to you is: Do you ever follow that train of thought? Do you ever worry that you know the thing that is communicating with you telepathically is not some government dude down in a room in some basement, you know, testing some new equipment and just managed right. to you know find you? Well, I think if I worried about that, I'd have too many things to think about, and I try not to get that confused or, um, Mm -hmm. I guess, diluted. (laughs) I'm not that important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They probably wouldn't be talking to me. Let me, you know, because you, you know, you seem very intuitive with these things. Do you think that maybe that would come with maybe a different energy to it? Um, Because there's got to be a feeling when you, when you, when you have these kind of telepathic links with things, I would assume. Yes, no? Mm. I, yeah, I think it would have 
in in my experience, it might have a different feel. The stuff that I have been involved with definitely has, there are, I mean, you walk into the room, when the ET stuff is there, there's a shift in the barometric pressure. What I, what I sense when that ET presence is there is more like a high altitude. When the air is crisp and clean and clear, that is what it feels like when that element is present. Do so you almost know, smell ozone, would you say? I don't, I, I don't, I didn't, um, I didn't sense a smell. What I felt was it just the, to me, it was the air and I could feel, again, it's like a, high, a higher elevation. Mm-hmm. That's what I noticed the most and it was the air, it was, and it was quieter. There, there was less, less background noise. Everything is, uh, is a really beautiful, pristine, almost um, neutral neutral environment. Now, the thing is, when I had the ET shift, this was also uh, a way of saying we had to be aware that we're in different dimensions at different times. Again, I was given a warning, and I walked out to a world that was just full of black and white, and the the cars were all neutral, and I went from one side of the metropolitan city where I lived to the other, and there were no colors on the cars. They were all either gray, white, or black. And I was told not to turn unless the car in front of me was white. And that was a signal. When that car stopped, I would turn in front of that car. Why was this exercise important? To see if I was trusting and was paying attention. And after that Mm -hmm. was concluded, I had been given a little task to do, and that was what I did to prove that, yes, I was listening. Is this a government entity? I don't believe so. It Mm -hmm. It was too massive an experience, and I wasn't on any any really cool drugs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no LSD required. <laughs> it would have had to have a whole lot of people participating in that one. But what I was, what they said, it was just it was an altered dimension, it, and not to telegraph that I was aware that this was an altered, uh, alternate state, altered dimension, um, because then you get stuck in it. And this way, I was just an observer, and I was experiencing what it was like to be in a totally different place and conscious of that, and then slipping back out of it. See, this hmm. stuff is pretty fantastic once you get going. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're on, we talk about UFOs here. You're in good company. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. The other guy, however, is going to spend the rest of his evening trying to affect his toaster, though. I, I feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> yes. I'm sure yeah. the toaster is going to sit in front of his computer and try to turn it off and on now with just his mind. That's what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> well, he needs to have the entities cooperate with him. Uh-oh, see? You ain't got no cooperation. Yeah. That's what your problem is. See? Yeah, that's, that's oh, problem. I, I got cooperation. I got cooperation. <laughs> you know, have, have you ever seen that internet meme where you have walking around? I was walking around with the stun gun in the house, and my girlfriend asked me why, and I said because of the Decepticons. And she laughed, I laughed, the toaster laughed. <laughs> <laughs> And he shot the toaster. <laughs> the toaster was funny. Danny, Chris, do you have any questions for Wendy? You guys have been quiet. I want to open it up the you floor know, to you. Actually, I really, uh, I really don't have any questions for. for He's busy her. meditating, trying to get there, so uh, that's why it's not. I'm warming up my liver lips for my harmonica playing. Is what I'm doing. So, <laughs> well, I, I. I have a question that um, a new fascination of mine is a fellow. His name is Wim 
W-I-M-H-O-F, Wim Hof. And he's called the Iceman, but he has a technique. Uh, he feels that humans are not using you know, any of their potential. And his technique involves hyperventilating, basically, of just kind of flooding yourself with oxygen. And you get, you, you can learn to gain strength and so forth and so on. But I wonder, is that on the spectrum of learning to breathe a certain way in order to affect a certain kind of change in reality almost? You're, yeah, you're, cha- you're basically producing an altered state because you're hyperventilating. And so that people who... Um, that's like that kundalini shift. You, know, you mm-hmm. are changing your own energy, your your body chemistry. If you do it enough, you're gonna you're gonna make a, a a big shift in your own ability to either breathe better or um, control your metabolism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically getting into kind of more of a, a bioenergy or bioelectric biofeedback type. Does that make sense? Biofeedback, yeah, where they would yeah, control their pulse and all that. Well, yeah. he's doing the same thing, only doing it by hyperventilating. Hyperventilating, and, and of course, work. yeah, breath work. And why is breath work? Why? What does breathing do to the organism? If you hyperventilate, get more oxygen in, is it possible that you are, I don't know, stockpiling years of good health because you got all that extra oxygen, or you know, I just I'm not why the breathing? it's an exercise it's like anything else that's an exercise you're exercising your lungs and you know that that's what's happening when you're working with any kind of chi or tai chi qigong you're you're doing a physical exercise where you can see physical and often metaphysical results if you want Mm -hmm. to take it to that level that's why people, when they meditate for years on end, they're saying, oh, my gosh, these, my life has changed. I've done something different. I'm experiencing life in a different way. It's because you're basically quieting your mind and beginning to tune in to other things you weren't able to be conscious of mm-hmm. or, you know, have the awareness. A lot of it has more to do with just getting out of the, um, the daily grind, the nine-to-five rote action where you're an automaton or the word zombie comes to mind and doing things because you just need to do them and going in a different direction saying what might I learn from doing this and getting out of lockstep mm-hmm. it's a choice and Absolutely. it takes work yeah. it takes work <laughs> it takes a lot of work yeah. so you you know you you've been doing this for you said you you know 20 years um what would you what would you know if you any of our listeners who kind of wanted to get started, what kind of advice would you give them? Because we wouldn't tell you, go for Kundalini first. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, what, what advice would you give them if they kind of wanted to, to get started channeling? Because I guess that's where you started, right? I think that was the biggest automatic writing and learning how to just meditate and get quiet. The first time that I meditated and heard something and I asked um, is, I can't remember the exact question, but what, what would it be helpful for me to hear? And then I heard the voice say, we are listening. And when I said, when I heard we, I told my grandmother, they said, we are listening. She said, go slow. <laughs> she, she said, she said what? Go slow. She said, go slow. Oh. That's good advice. That, no, that's really good advice. That is. Because wow. <laughs> even she was, you can get lost. I mean, you know, you all of a sudden you're just, yeah. you, you pick up a book on astral projection. You've done none other base work and you just want to project. It might work, but you might not mm-hmm. come back to your body. <laughs> you know, it's not something that you just want to play with. I just, 
you know, don't stick with one thing. Explore. Give yourself permission to do things wrong to get it right, to make mistakes, to learn. And it takes a lot of just expanding your own awareness and your own belief system to to get into some of this stuff. Because the first, you know, the first time you experience something that that is non-physical talking to you, like the guy who told me to run when I was in danger, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? I wanted to question that, but I knew that I didn't have time. But going back and saying, what the heck happened when I was, you know, 16 or so? Um, the others, there's other things that have happened that have been ex- more, far more extraordinary than that. But it's don't stop. Don't want to recreate this cool thing that happened. Start, just continue to say, well, what next? And learn from it. Learn from it because there, there are so many things happening right now. People are experiencing a lot of mind-blowing things and frightening themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you, Winnie, since you've been doing this for so long, did you buy into the 2012 hype? No. No, not at all. You're like, no, just no. No. So, no. Well, the Native American. I mean, you look at the indigenous cultures. There have always been something, you know, here's a date, here's a deadline. And, and the, the thing with the calendar, they're saying, wait a minute, you guys are taking this to the extreme. This is, it's just a calendar. Um, we get caught up with having to have a be-all end date and something in writing that says this is Armageddon Day, and it won't happen right. like that. It won't happen like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you so, think you that there's something special going on on planet Earth right now? You know, is there, is there, are we, are we becoming more sensitive to this kind of stuff? Are, are we moving in a positive direction, or are we going to be stuck in the same cycle forever? I know, it's a deep question. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, it's a cycle, Mm-hmm. All right, so you don't, you, it's a cycle. It will go through, and we are experiencing, I think, a wonderful bit of chaos where everything's happening all at once. Chaos gives birth, and chaos takes, you know, you, you have endings and beginnings, and each person has to figure out what wave they're on. And I think this is a time when there are lots of potentials, and some things that we have never experienced before mainstream are coming bold front and center saying, look, we're here, wake up, or not. Each person has free will, and each person determines whether they're going to explore or just go through the daily grind, nine to five. I'm not the nine to five kind of gal. (laughs) So I would say explore, take advantage. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. Do your homework and use a little discernment because anything's possible. I like to sleep in myself, so I'm kind of like eleven to five guy. <laughs> about noon I'm with you. Five. I'm a night owl, so yeah, my no. day doesn't get started till yeah. about eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I do have. But a that's it. You know, that's it. Just explore and and know that there's a lot happening, and look for good resources and good sources. You guys are doing a great job. You've got all sorts of elements to bring to the table, and that's what it's about. Each person has a cool perspective. And it's listen to, listen to other people who've been there, done that. They might have a thing or two to point out so you don't get stuck in a rut. Well, I have a question for you. Maybe this might, uh, exp- you, know, you can expand on this. So it kind of ties into your, to your last, the last question. But what do you see happening in 2016? Uh, in terms of intuitively, with what I get from my other elements here, there's a whole lot up in the air, and in, in more ways than one. We are absolutely going forward headlong into the unknown, and some of us are prepared, 
we've done our homework, and others are going, crap, what happened? They are just now getting hit during the headlights with this stuff they've never even bothered to acknowledge, let alone thought could exist. It's frightening. So you have the two elements here of people who are scared out of their gourds and people who are going, yeehaw, finally. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings, that's that chaos. So I see a lot of that, and we're talking yeehaw, finally, with big guns playing. And there will be uh, a more of that, because with that kind of freedom, there, there has a backlash of, again, people wanting to control and saying, no, you can't do this. Well, so there's... When- when you say you're prepared, some people are more prepared than others. How how are you prepared, or how does one prepare? One prepares by knowing their own ability. Know what your weakest points are. Know what your strengths are. Am I characteristically afraid of my own shadow? Mm-hmm. Then I need work. I need work on helping to improve that element of why am I afraid of my own shadow? What is my worst fear? What is my strength? What am I good at? And more of this isn't about earning a living. It's about am I a human being capable of expanding my awareness to see a bigger picture here of the planet, not just my backyard? What am I doing that can make a difference on that level? And most of it comes back to being more conscious of my actions and my abilities and how can I shift to become a better creator hmm. in terms of my thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. thinking up. I'm thinking, I'm going to improve this. What can I do? I can stop criticizing other people around me. I can say, here, try this. Don't be afraid. Give it a shot. You can't go wrong unless you don't try. Hmm. I love that. I love the simplicity of it. I really do. I mean, it's it's deep and in a sense it is not um, because, you know, to me what I hear, you know, is basically it's just, you know, it's it's self-discernment, it's self-awareness, it's, it's you know, it's, and it's the simplest thing, and you think that it doesn't, you think that it's so small and it can't possibly have a, you know, make an impact, and it can, and it does. So that's, I love that. But can, can you go into a little bit more depth, Wendy, when you said that, you know, you were talking about, you know, the, yeehaw, we're already already. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about that? For listeners that are like, I have no idea what she's talking about. What are, what are we talking about? Are we talking about, like, volcanoes? And, or what are we talking about? Right. No, actually, I'm talking, yeah, the, the, the planet is undergoing a, a huge realignment in, in many ways, and w- we are a little bit late for the Ice Age, thanks to uh, the global warming effect. But part of this is that we are, um, at, at the best, we're short-termers. <laughs> we're short-termers. So what happens if, if we can figure out how to improve globally our impact on the planet, then we leave it better for those who are coming along behind us just a little bit further until we figure out a way to get off the planet. Um, right now, I see lots of changes worldwide in, in terms of trying to repress some of this enthusiasm for self-awareness and you look at the states across the world who are doing that kind of repression stuff i'm not going to name names but we are kind of seen the media read the headlines you know who i'm talking about Mm -hmm. that that element is a part of that dark you know there's a light in the dark there's a light saying here go for it and people who are praying with the um, on a daily basis trying to upgrade the amplification of positive 
thoughts, positive light, positive awareness, and the other element saying, um, I want to own this country and I'm going to own all these people, and if you don't think like I do, I'm going to kill you. Okay, well, there you go, pretty much light and dark, and that's a constant battle. Uh, do we want to know who you're going to be? So which president <laughs> are you predicting for uh, the coming election? Uh, <laughs> Oh, you want me to go out on a limb and find one, huh? <laughs> I, um, at this point, I think it's still a wide open, wide open field. I don't. Oh think God, we've, that's uh, so scary. I don't think we've we've. Uh, and we we've vote none of the above. I just um, want to vote none of the above. <laughs> I think there could be a few surprises. I like just it. In terms, in terms of it's, it's not a done deal yet. All of the candidates haven't really. Um, have a, there's still more coming. There's another one coming to the table, in my opinion. Oh, really? That's interesting. Another mm-hmm. one who hasn't yet p- p- pulled pulled rank to become a front runner, but I do think there's going to be another very strong, r- strong um, element coming into the into the picture, just because. You, what, you, you what, mean what, Ross Perot is coming back? That's <laughs> 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 oh, Mary Carey. He might be tempted. <laughs> See, now, what would be really impressive with this conversation if, is if someone from the dead comes back and starts to run. As I was thinking, John Kennedy might be a good one. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd, that'd be fantastic. That, you know what? That'd be Probably wonderful. Our, our last shot. I, mean, I, 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 think, I think Kennedy has the brains for running. Oh, <laughs> oh bad. Oh, there's so oh. much. So, oh, yeah. Can we mute him, Nancy? stand in the corner now. <laughs> That's right. You do oh, have to go stand in the corner now. <laughs> We're, oh, so close. We're so close. We're so close. That's almost as funny as a one-legged waitress at IHOP. Come on. No, no. no. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to apologize for him, Wendy. He does this every show, though. He does. It's at least... <laughs> Give, a, give, about, give about your email address. Yeah. yeah. Give, give <laughs> if you, that's it. That's, we're going to do it. Uh, if you would like to let the other guy know what you think of his really bad jokes, you can let us know. It, what is it? The a-hole? A-hole at skywatchersradio.com. Is that how we get in touch? That's <laughs> it. You forgot to say, you forgot to say the, the waitress that worked there, her name was Peg. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Bad. Right, let's give out Chris's email now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> please send all complaints to that one. Please, please. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you heard about. Well, um, you know the guy that cleans the floors there. You no, know his no, name is. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, see, Nancy, why do you encourage him? What's his no. name? We're we're already we're already in the in the in the rough here. Well, he he lies around so much on the floor. His name is Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nancy's reaction to that. That's amazing. Oh. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so, Wendy, now that you've given us your political candidate prediction, which I'm I'm very interested to see how that turns out. Um, what do you see? Because we're sky watchers here. So, what do you see about ufology? Because we were talking recently about how you know there's there's there haven't been a lot of hits lately. There's nothing nothing kind of big has happened. Do you think that that might change this year? That you were talking about the chaos. Do you wait, think wait, wait, that- wait. Hold on. There was one thing that happened very in the past week. Or a week and a half. That's become. I know very what you're. I know what you're going to say. They saw the Yeti, right? No, no, no. 
They Uh-oh. think there's another giant planet on the outer rim beyond Pluto. Yes, that has a 35,000 year elliptical orbit, which might be the famous Time Nibiru. Right, call it what you want. That's that. Okay, so we do have that happening. So, but isn't when... that something of a distinction event coming? Uh, you know well, what? To me, they've else? been talking about that for a while. I mean, it's that's that that that's almost old news to me. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. wondering why it. I mean, I like that it's being revived, but I mean, when I I, I think 2012 book, was off because they had a leap year. I think 2012 was <laughs> off because of leap years. Personally, oh, really? okay. Would 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 that mean that we're right on schedule now? I don't know. I you know, know. I, 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 you know, who knows? Who knows? Anything's possible. It's true. Do you know what someone well, told what me recently what that if, I learned? What? You know, this is we. You know, there's a a new trend called the flat Earth people. You know, they're oh, kind of they're showing oh, up on a lot yeah. of shows. But right. you know what? You know what the gimmick of that is that I I had no idea. Um, what the. The flat Earth people believe that it's a flat Earth, but it's basically a spaceship hurtling through space. Like you know, in the like, if you saw the movie, uh, what was the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, not the China Chronicles. Uh, not China Sea. Oh I have lordy, no idea. you know the movie with Tom Hanks and he plays like seven characters, and it came out a few years ago. It was Cloud Cloud Atlas. A- Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Um, at the end, well, not... Uh, oh, you're going to spoil the movie for everybody? Yeah. It, no. Most people... I'm not going to do that. No, okay. I'm not going to do that. But at the, it, but it's the end of Cloud Atlas. But the Flat Earth people tend to believe that w- th- this is not... That we're on a spaceship, basically. You know, it's a projection. The And I didn't realize that that was the sort of secret... If you get deep into that society... That group yeah, of people. That, that's that keeps secret. popping up on my Twitter feed, actually. Flat Earth stuff. Wendy, what do you think about the flat Earth? Is the Earth flat? That was a serious from, question. You know, these people are field. serious. <laughs> I know. From, I know. From, from left field. Okay, I, 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 can't, I can't give you an answer on that. I, I, that's not even anything I've ever even considered. So, flat. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No, gonna, I'm going to sidestep that one. <laughs> flat. Flat. Oh, Wendy has flat. diplomatically okay, okay, said wait, wait, wait. no comment. If, if, if you're not going to comment on the flat Earth, what about the hollow Earth? <laughs> oh, I might be more interested in that one because it has a holographic element to it. Oh, holographic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're going to have to expand on that one. Yeah. Hollow Earth, holographic. It could be more than one dimension. You know, you're looking at. Um, plane, plane, plane. I'm just looking at lots of spirals and lots of circles. I like that one more than the flat. The flat just reminds me of science when you've got the one-dimensional people, you know, and they are having a tough time with a two-dimensional, three-dimensional. With a holographic, hollow earth, you've got a little bit more potential there with more inside. So, Is that evasive enough? I like I, that was so evasive. It was it was really good though. Now, you, you, I'm completely disinterested in the flat Earth now because you said holographic, <laughs> hollow. It's like I'm just that's that's where I'm at right now. My brain just went boom. <laughs> Are you? Because I've never heard. I, I, is anybody anybody on the call? Have y'all heard holographic, aka hollow Earth? Nope, first time for me. That's I I love that though. So are you saying that perhaps the hollow Earth is is a gateway to another dimension or another dimension? A portal. A, a portal. portal. Yeah, but how do you get into it from the nor- from the North Pole? 
Why would North you have Pole, to have South a... Pole, Tibet. Your mm. closet. What? <laughs> She said you're close. It's not Narnia, damn it. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get to Narnia, and this is BS. If I could just, I, you know what? Somebody has the answer, and they need to tell me, because I've been trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where all of the ETs and really weird experiences happen with the kids. The, the closet, there's always something coming in from the closet. Well, there may be something to that, and under the bed. That, you know what? There, uh, you know what? Now that you said this, there actually might be because my poor sister has. She's one of those people that can't sleep with the closet door open. Yeah. She has yeah. to have her closet door closed because she has had weird experiences where she leaves. If she leaves her closet door open, and she's not. I would not describe my sister as a kind of woo person. She's just not. But she's got this thing with the closet doors, and that just that's what happens to her. So that's uh, okay. that's interesting. I think your sister needs to come out of the closet. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. Trust oh, me when I say, Mr. Brown, that that is not a problem. I'm full of them tonight, all right? <laughs> that is, will never be a problem in my family. Just trust me on that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, is that that we've. Wow, we just went everywhere. We absolutely, I love that we just went from holographic. Now I want to get a guest on that's going to talk about the holographic hollow word. Danny, write that down. We've oh, got to make this it, happen. It's in the That's fantastic. So back to the original question. We still have some time. Wendy, 2016 UFOs, where are they? Are they going to show themselves? Can we see some cool stuff? Right. You can see some cool stuff, but it's uh, you, you just join the folks who are doing the oh what Dr. Greer they're going out and doing the CE five stuff the C five is the UFB encounters I can't remember they've got dates set up for them but this is where you go out and you actively engage and call the UFO to you so you can have a sighting and then you'll see little blinky things in the sky you don't have to do that if you just focus and and do your own thing you can actually do this thing without having to go out in a big group but the group enhances the energy so if you're interested in that check it out dr greer i think he's expensive uh, there might be some other ways to do that but uh he would be the he's the big name behind all of that Does that make sense? i think you should just go into the middle of the cow pasture and wait for the aliens to abduct you <laughs> well, that's basically the, the that's basically or just don't be a cow well, that's the uh, that's the Stephen Greer experience right there. But you have to bring you have to bring your own folding chair. <laughs> Seriously, I, I believe yeah, it. it. But that's that's the group that they are doing that. Well, or Mount Shasta, James Gilliland. Well, I can I can definitely tell folks that when I was doing when I did my very first issue of UFO magazine, it was two thousand and four, and on the cover because uh, we had gotten a bunch of photos from a lady at the Gilliland Ranch. She was doing a documentary and people were able to take the orbs and they would be coming out of their head in a fountain uh, while they were meditating. And it, the photos kind of don't lie. You You look at this and you say, whoa, what is going on here? This is not a natural occurrence in which you could see someone able to control orbs basically on film kind of what Wendy was talking about in the very beginning yeah, I, I think once somebody's had an experience like this you have a shift and say what the heck is going on and that's a great place to start yeah yeah. 
So from what I'm hearing from you then, Wendy, is that if people want to have, you know, more ET experience, it's kind of going to be a personal thing kind of going forward. You know, we're not going to see too many of, you know, you know, 45 people saw, you know, a big UFO flying across the sky type deal. I think the Phoenix experience was pretty darn cool. That that was a, a big awakening. I don't know that they're going to do that again this year. I don't think they have to. I think that was the whole point. Um, and if they do, it won't be here. It'll be somewhere else where we really need a big shake-up. Like <laughs> You're kind of breaking it up a little bit, Wendy. Are yeah. you moving around? I'm moving around. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, you I'm have to pacing. stop. <laughs> I know, I do the same thing when I'm on the phone. Well, you're probably <laughs> building up energy, and it's probably, yeah. you know, seriously. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that, now, let me ask you then this. Do they prefer contact that way? Because, you know, you said before when you had your experience that they were afraid that they were going to scare you. And then as soon as they scared you, they immediately, you know, they left. So, I mean, is that kind of how they prefer this, you know, this kind of one-on-one contact? Because, and I ask that because, you know, a lot of experiencers have had these really bad experiences with UFOs. You know, it's kind of mainstream UFO. You get abducted, you know, they, you get probed, you know, all this horrible stuff. Where you seem to have had, you know, very, you know, the experience that you had was kind of, you know, very gentle. And, you know, they were worried about making you afraid. So, and I think that's it. Each person is going to have something different to share. And there are some people, once they've had that negative experience, they've gone back and said, well, maybe I misinterpreted. And there are other people who say that then they have cloaked the experience so they didn't know it was a bad experience. From my, my perspective is that this isn't about comparing your experience to somebody else. All I can say is that I have been working as an intuitive for about 20 years and trying to improve my own connection. And that might be why I've had my experiences. And they said, I, you know, we don't want to frighten you. Um, that was the, the basic element that I take away from it. And the thing that I have been given is do no harm. And so as long as I keep that as my intention, do no harm, I'm going to receive or be um, mirroring an energy that comes to me and has that same kind of agenda, do no harm. We put, get what we put out. And that's the thing is, I'm trusting. I don't, I don't want to control something else. I would prefer to see what else is available. And so that's what I have been given is this wonderful little window into other things that are happening that I'm not going to control or, heaven forbid, I try to say this is what's going on because I really don't know. I can just say this is what I've seen and it bears investigating more before we try to say we know what's happening because we really don't. That is true. That is absolutely true. We really don't. That's that's very interesting. I like that you said that. So that will make it very hard for us here on Skywatchers Radio to find guests that have had UFO experiences. (laughs) No, you're gonna find guests with unique perspectives. You gotta have it all. There you go. You that I like that. I like that. So yeah. we're, we uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dig a little bit deeper then, and hope that people are more open to talking about those experiences. I That's would say it. just That's don't it. discount somebody else's reality because Absolutely. if somebody else asks, you know, would you take a lie detector test? Well, of course. Now, does that mean it's true? It means I believe it to be true. It doesn't right. mean it's true. Right. It means right. my belief is so strong that it's true for me and that's where we get caught up in it. Prove it. Prove it. I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Wendy's awesome. Wendy's so much yeah. fun. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, so you know what? Let's. Do we have any? Do we have any questions, Danny, from the chat? Anybody respond to our question call? 
before uh, I, I ask more. No, we have not so far. No questions so far. Okay. So far. I'm not going to ask Nancy if she has a question because Nancy will just interrupt when she has a question, so it's fine. That's right. I always have questions. But we also, we're not doing calls tonight, just in case you were wondering, because we set this up quickly and we're not ready. Um, I, yeah. So we'll do calls next week. But yeah. Um, but, but isn't it true that um, we make our own reality in our heads? And wouldn't it be true that, let's say that you weren't interested yet in the election let's say you feel that forces are overwhelming and you're a little frightened i bet if you simply turned off television and just avoided it entirely i bet your own reality would put you in a better place and once you're in a better place um you could affect other people to be and, and i think that's how it actually works if you yes um allow yourself to get upset and then you just keep irritating it like a like like playing with a broken tooth and just, yeah. you know, irritating it and irritating it. I think that's how danger and evil get into your life. You see what I'm saying, sort of, maybe? Oh, yeah. that's, that's one I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you open a window, and then you perpetuate it. You just, it, yeah. yeah, that becomes your little vicious cycle of doom and gloom. Yeah, I mean, you can be a Pollyanna, uh, and uh, you know, a realistic Pollyanna, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. you could perhaps do more work. Of you know, and Wendy, do you feel that you also discovered your life's goal when you began to follow these some of these paths? I let go of other things that weren't as important. I let mm. go of uh, of things that you know that broadcasting might be important, like awards and competing and saying my stuff is better than yours. It was like you know I don't really care about that stuff anymore. A lot of the things that I thought were important in terms of a career and um, mm. social status or having having some kind of a title or that behind my name, that went away, that went away. It's not that, you know, that would be great, but it doesn't matter the same way. What matters more now is why are these things happening? Why are some people so incredibly um, tortured with some of this experience and others are, like me, euphoric and going, whoa, this is excellent. What's the difference? Why are we, you know... What are we doing right now? And I want to know, I want to explore and share the stories from more people who are going out on a limb by exposing themselves and saying, this has happened to me, because it's very frightening, and you feel vulnerable, and people may make fun of you, but I got over that. It's like, that's, I don't have time to deal with that. I want to get these stories out, and, um, and the only way we can do that is to give other people permission and not make fun of them and say, just tell your story, and we'll go from there. That's a great. That's a great attitude. I love that. I really do. I really do. That. Yeah. They, they, a lot of quotes about that because when... I hate it, and I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, Chris. You know you love it. The voice of <laughs> but it's when you live in your own truth like that, you don't. I don't think people realize the kind of energy it sends out, and and you may never know how you're affecting someone, but you're giving them permission almost to to that you're telling them it's okay that then, then they can live their truth too because you know a lot of things that i see it's a whole lot of fear it's just people afraid of something and that and you know and then it turns and it spirals into this big ball of insanity you know so um, well if you're very if you if you come from a fear-based family a fear-based culture and something weird happens to you don't a lot of people just assume that it's easier to assume that it's the devil Mm-hmm. than anything else. It's almost it, like 
it's so it's easier to point a finger than look in a mirror because right. you know the self work that we have to do. I mean, when he's talking, she's you know twenty years and she's still going. So the self work that you have to do is huge, and it I I feel like that's so much scarier than demons or you know UFO. I mean, the self work that so, can yeah. be especially if you've been in such a fear based mentality for so long. Self work can suck. Or it can be, you know, this gradual, it can, she's laughing, she's true. Or it can be like this gradual process where, you know, some days are good and some days are bad. And okay, I've learned this lesson and, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, we always, you, you know, let go somebody of else your to drama. fix it. You let go you don't, of it. You stop, you stop judging yourself and you let go of your drama. And it's, you go back to, I'm not that important. What else here really matters? What else here is exciting? What is new? What is different? What is unique? Where's the magic? And then you see it because you're saying, I know it's here. I'm looking for it. But -hmm. you're also, um, you're out of, again, going back to lockstep, you're not caught up in everybody else's delusions of how things would be if they were perfect and they were right because it's no longer yours. You go to where you are creating and manifesting and intending, and you see what results you get with that. You don't get caught up in everybody else's drama. Does that make sense? Yes. And this is... This is this is a uh, ongoing thing. This isn't something that you just Never do for a little while. You're you're no. you're right. No. Yeah. You're, you're, it's it's a daily decision. It's a conscious choice to say, "What next?" And I'm bringing it. I like that. Now, would you also agree, Wendy, that you will probably have many different teachers on this path? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, that's, that's the whole thing. You, you, you're open to being taught. You're open to learning. You're just open to knowing that there's no perfect answer and there's no one end-all, be-all. It's just a really cool ride if you can enjoy it and you can say, um, you know, that, that there is no perfection. That's the beauty. The imperfection is really cool. That's, that's what makes us unique. Each one has something different to bring to the table. And if I don't, you know, appreciate that, then I'm missing out. They aren't. I am. Well, we only have a few more minutes. I'm sorry to say, but I wanted to ask about automatic Nancy, writing. Suddenly, hang on, Nancy. You suddenly went like yeah, walking into a robot. You, I ah. feel like that you have just raised your energy level and you've almost <laughs> fried your mic. That's what it sounds like. Is it okay now? No. Nope, it's horrible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're. Can you type the question, Nancy, and then we could read it aloud? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that, but this goes to the question you asked earlier about affecting the cameras and affecting that. This is what we do when we amplify and elevate our energy. It will mess with electronics, and that's just one good barometer, one good way of seeing that and mm. you know making it manifest. When you do that, then your electronics are going to go wonky. Well. The other guy has hung up. He would probably be arguing with you right now, but he's he's gone away. <laughs> well, see, I, I affected my reality. Yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> 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 Wendy is awesome. <laughs> Wendy, please, please, please. I we I, I I guys, I think that she's been a great guest, and I've absolutely loved talking with you tonight. With the time that we have left, please tell people where they can find your show. And uh, I, you, I think you said you wrote a book and all, all that good stuff. Plug the heck out of yourself. Yeah, the, the nightlight. Okay. 
Thank you. You better now, Nancy, was, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I've had a ball. I've had a ball. Thank you. Okay, the book is Talking to Nightlights. I love it. It was written in uh, 1997. I put it out in 2007, so it's old, but it's good. All right. It's, it still works. And then the uh, show, Conscious Living on Empower Radio. Just uh, Google Conscious Living, Wendy Garrett, uh, and, you know, tune in. I've got well, hundreds of shows. The cool one, Evan Alexander. Had him before Oprah, so that was a big show. It got like 75,000 downloads just because people were interested in what happened after Evan died. Wow. And it's, you know, so there you go. But wow. uh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a fun ride. I'm enjoying it, and I'm so glad you guys are doing what you're doing because it just brings more people to the table and a chance to talk about the cool stuff that's happening here on planet Earth and not the politics. Uh, we don't care. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not NPR. Not at all. We like to make fun of. Now, do you do your show live, or do you podcast and then just put up the archive? How does that work? Um, they, I have a producer, and we do a pre-record okay. Wednesdays, a new show, and then it runs every night at 9 p.m. Central on Empower Radio. Perfect. Nice. Uh, Streaming. Can we borrow him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. We're doing just fine, man. Oh, man. We're gonna I, figure this out. We got totally, this. That was we do. That me totally. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had a long hard day here. Yeah, we yeah. have. This has been crazy. <laughs> That's all right. We're gonna figure this out. We got this. We're gonna make the jackal proud. Both of these okay, okay. Well, you guys, you sounded job. good from my perspective. You're doing great. We'll see. I just put on the phone, though. I'm okay. That's great. Everybody, you have been listening to Sky Watchers Radio Live with the amazing Wendy Garrett. We've had a blast with her tonight. We will be live again next week. I'm producing. Nancy's producing. Chris is going to play the harmonica. We actually might play the show intro next week. We actually (laughs) We could. We could. We might play the show intro and then have Chris play the harmonica, and then we'll do the intro. Because I like Chris playing the harmonica. I kind of like the intro of the show better myself, but uh, if you guys want to play the harmonica, I can do that, too. (laughs) That's fantastic. You are listening to Skywatchers on the public service network, psn-radio.com. We'll try to do some open lines as well next week. The show archives, I'm going to leave in Nancy's good. I see. Show archives, they'll be up. They'll be up. We'll we'll get it situated, and they will be up. I will make sure that they get up on SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Um, It's saying you're in good hands, Angel. You're in good hands, yes. H. That's right. We will take uh-huh. very good care uh-huh. of Skywatchers Radio. <laughs> is gone, and we'll even let the other guy continue to do infomercials and make bad jokes. We'll keep it. Right. We'll keep it level. <laughs> so this is us signing out. Nancy's ready to hit the button. Good night, everybody, and we will see you live Bye. next week with our guest, Steve Bassett. Next Chris, week, Ooh. Chris, play us out, Chris. Play us out, Chris. Do it. Like, oh, uh, oh, you guys are gonna yeah, play yeah, us out, like. <laughs> Hi. <laughs>